Chazor, this Chodesh, we're uh, up to, I think it's the 16th Chazor now, Chafor Bomez Beis, um, Chafor Bomez Beis, up to where it says Itmar, which is 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 12 lines down, Chafor Bomez Beis, for a Shusavimori, Itmar, it has been said, Rabbi Yeti Rabbi Chanino Oman, Rabbi Yeti Rabbi Chanino says, Tfiloit Ovis Siknum, so the Ovis were Misake and they instituted the Tfiloit, as we know it, Shacharit Mincha Amarif, were instituted by the Ovis. Rabbi Yeshua Ben Nevi Omar, Rabbi Yeshua Ben Nevi, he says, Tfiloit Kenegat Mitin Siknum. That the Tfiloit, they instituted them corresponding to the Karmanist Omit. Tanya Kaval said to Rabbi Yeshi Rabbi Chanino, we've taught, it's been taught in a brighter like Rabbi Yeshi Rabbi Chanino, the Tanya Kaval said to Rabbi Yeshi Ben Avi. And it's been taught in a brighter like Rabbi Yeshi Ben Avi. Tanya Kaval said to Rabbi Yeshi Rabbi Chanino, it's been taught in a brighter like Rabbi Yeshi Rabbi Chanino, that the others were Mesakin the Tfiloit, namely Avram taking Tfilah Shacharis, Avram instituted Tfilah Shacharis, Shanem as it says, Vayashkin Avram, Avrikin Avram, he woke up early in the morning, got up early in the morning, El Hamoko Masha Omad Shom to the place that he stood there. Vein Amido El Tfilo. And we know that Amido always connotes Tfilo. Shenem, as it says, Vayamid Pinachos Vayafalo. And Pinachos, he stood up and he doubled. So you see, the notion of Amido goes together with Tfilo. Yitzchok taking Tfilo of Mincha. Then we have Yitzchok, he instituted the Tfilo of Mincha. Shenem, as it says, Vayesi Yitzchok Losuach Vasoda. And Yitzchok went out to be Messiah, to talk in the field, Lipnes Olet towards, I'd say towards evening, but in other words, once the sun was going over to the west towards setting. Once again, we know the Ticho is the connotation of Tfilo. Shenem, as it says in a different pasuk, Tfilo the Oni, a Tfilo for a poor man, Chiyato, when he wraps himself up, I think it means, Vilipnei Hashem Yishpoich Ticho, that's the Lashon Ticho. And before Hashem, he pulls out his siyach, his tefillah. So you see that the Lashem Sicha goes together with tefillah. It's synonymous with tefillah. And therefore, Vayitza Yitzchak Lashuach Vasod, that means he went out to Daven in the fields in the afternoon, Ayit Tfilas Mencha time. On Chafov on the base, about, uh, about halfway down or so, um, where now we're about to say, Yaakov taking Tfilas Arvis. It's two, four, six. Eight, I think nine lines up in the narrow line before you get to the wide line. Yaakov taking Tfilah Tarvis. Yaakov instituted the Tfilah of Ma'ariv. Shenem, as it says, Vayifka, Vamokin, Vayolin, Shod. And he, Vayifka, we'll see in a second what that means. He, literally, he met that place, he came to a certain place, Vayolin, Shod. And he stayed there overnight. He lay down to, to, to uh, sleep. The Pegiyo Elot Tfilah. And the Rosh and Pegiyah, again, goes together with Tfilah. Shenem, as it says, the Atah, Tisbara, Ba'adah, and you should not daven on behalf of the people, Hazer, this people. The Atisah, Ba'adah, Rino, Utfilah. Do not raise up on their behalf, Rino, uh, an expression of singing, and Tfilah. So you see the Rosh and of, sorry, in fact, I haven't finished off the posse, the Atifkabi, and do not beseech me. So you see that the Rosh and Pegiyah goes together with Tfilah. So therefore, when it says, Vayivka Bamokim Vayolen Shod, that Yaakov was Vayivka Bamokim, it means he doubled. So we've got now, we've got Avram doubled Shacharis early in the morning, that Shacharis, Yitzchog doubled Mincha, Lipnes Orev in the afternoon, and Yaakov doubled the third spiddle, which we spoke about, was that before night, was it after night, 
Tosa speaks about it. It's, therefore, Tosa says, you see, Maariv is actually a little before night. That's when Yaakov davened. According to the Pnei Yeshua, he said that the idea is Yaakov davened the Tzfidah and Chazal will misakim Maariv connected at third Tzfidah, but after night. The Tanya Kavosid Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. That was Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi Hanino. Here we've got another Brayse which supports Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, who said that the Tzfidahs correspond to the Korbanis Tomid, which they would bring every day. And it says in the Brayse, why do they say that Shacharit is only until... Why do they say it's until Chatzot? Because the morning Korban Tomit, which they would bring every day, they have until Chatzot to offer it. Rabbi Yehuda says, You only have the first four hours of the day to daven Shacharit. Because that's the amount of time you have they had to offer the korban tomit shel shachar. Why do the chachomim say you've got until nightfall or until sunset to daven mincha? Because that's the time you have to offer the korban tomit in the evening, i.e., until shkia. That says Rabbi Yehuda is the time you could do the sprinkling of the blood. The blood, the zerikah, could be done until shkia. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says atlaga mincha. You only have until Plaga Mincha, which you will see soon, Medzat Hashem, is an hour and a quarter before night, an hour and a quarter before min- uh, Shkia, according to some. Shari Tomish Rabbeinu Arbaim Kori Vahirich at Plaga Mincha. Because he says that the carbon Tomish in the evening could only be offered until Plaga Mincha, not until night. We saw earlier in the week, we saw that according to Tosis, it's not because of the carbon Tomish, it's because that was his man of offering the Keteras. The Keteras was only until Plaga um, was from, well, was at Plaga Mincha. Umepneima omrut vila soherev in lokava. And why did they say that Mariv doesn't have a fixed time, i.e., you can dominate the whole night? Because the limbs of other korbonus, of any korbonus for that matter, sorry, the limbs, the limbs of the carbon tomis, and the fats of any korbonus, which hadn't yet. Um, disintegrated and be burnt up properly when it came nightfall you could offer them up the whole night you could burn them up the whole night and that is what Marev corresponds to just like the burning up of the fats in the limbs is not le'ikubo it doesn't prevent being yoked to the korban so too as we know Marev is Roshos the way we pass in is Roshos it's relatively optional they go hand in hand and just like offering the fats in the limbs is the whole night so to Marev you've got the whole night why did they say the korban musaf you can daven the whole day? Shari korban shal musaf in korib kolayoyim. Because so too was this man of korban musaf on Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh, Yom Tov. Whenever they offered the korban musaf, you have the whole day to do it. Rabbi Yehuda, Omer Rabbi Yehuda says, "Achev Ashoytim, you have seven hours into the day to daven." Musaf, Shari Korba Musaf, Kari Vahirich, Achev Ashoyt. Because that's the time you have the Korba, the Korba Musaf, was only for the first seven hours of the day. Ve'ezahi Mincha Gadeira. Ask the Gemara, what is this man for Mincha Gadeira? Mincha Gadeira is the earliest possible time a person could, could daven Mincha. What is Mincha Gadeira? Mishesha is from six and a half hours into the day, i.e. half an hour after Chatzot, half an hour after midday. And what is the Zman of what we call the Mincha Kitano, which is the, uh, perhaps the more opportune time to govern Mincha, because that's the time when they would actually offer the Korban Tomid of the evening. 
That's from nine and a half hours and onwards. Ask the Gemara. Let's ask, we've got a question. Rabbi Yehuda, when Rabbi Yehuda said, Plag Mincha, when he talks about you've got until Plag Mincha to Daven, um, to Daven um, Mincha, we know Plag Mincha means halfway between Mincha Gedola and night, or halfway between Mincha Katana and night. It's half of that, that period of time. So what does he mean? Does he mean Plag Mincha Kamaka Omar? Does he mean to say halfway from the first Mincha? Or Plag Mincha Acharenika Omar? Does he mean to say halfway from the second Mincha? What do we mean to say by that? Is it halfway between, the halfway point between Mincha Gedola and night? Which if you work it out, six and a half hours tonight, the halfway point is going to be nine and a quarter hours. Or does he mean to say the halfway point between Mincha Katana and night? which is going to be ten and three quarter hours. Halfway between nine and a half and night is going to be ten and three quarter hours. What does he mean? So Toshima, come and listen. The Tanya, because we've taught in a brighter, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda said, Plag HaMincha Acharena Omru. He talks about the latter Plag HaMincha. It's black and white there. The Hiyot Alev Shoyz Chosa Revia, it's as we said, it's ten and three quarter hours. Eleven minus a quarter. It's ten and three quarter hours into the day. That's Plag HaMincha. It's a halfway point between between Mincha Katana, nine and a half hours, and night. So ten and three quarter hours. According to Rabbi Yehuda, that's the latest time you can daven Mincha. After the Gemara, Neimot Yavit Yotzei the Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Chanino. From Chafovim Days, two, four, six, seven lines up now. Neimot Yavit Yotzei the Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Chanino. Let's say that this latter brayter, which says that the Tzvidos were connected the Korban and Tomid. Let's say that it's a knockout blow on Rabbi Yitzhak Rabbi Chanino. Rabbi Yitzhak Rabbi Chanino said it was the obvious were mistaken it. What's it got to do with the Korbanis then? So, Omaloch Rabbi Yitzhak Rabbi Chanino, Rabbi Yitzhak Rabbi Chanino, he'd say to you, La'olam emaloch tzvalet tzvilet ovisiklum. Really, I still stand by what I said. The obvious were the ones who instigated the idea of three tzvilet a day. Avram, Shacharis, Yitzchot, Mincha, Yaakov, Maris. V'yatmechinu Rabbanon HaKorbanis. But what made, what made the obligation on us to daven? Yes, Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov daven. But what says the Ritvah? What gave us the obligation to daven? The answer is the Rabbanon came along and they fixed it. But based on what? What makes it obligatory? The answer is they based it on the Korbanis. We asked They came along and took Abraham's filler and said, now we're going to make it obligatory on everyone based on the fact that there was a Tom and Shoshacha. And so on and so forth. Because if you don't say this, if you say it's literally the obvious from mistaking it and that's it, then Tzvilas Mosev Rabbi Yitzhi Rabbi Chanino Man Tikhno. According to Rabbi Yitzhi Rabbi Chanino, who was mistaking Tzvilas Mosev? Not Abraham, not Yitzchak, not Yaakov. Who was mistaking Tzvilas Mosev? Elot Tzvilas Obvious Tikhno. Rather, it must be the obvious from mistaking the idea of Tzvilas. Shacharis Milcha Maris. The Asmechinu Rabbanu Akabonis. Then the Rabbanu came along and they fixed it as a chiyuv, as an obligation on every individual based on the Karbonis. And they said, well, Avram is Mesachim Shacharis, well, we're going to fix that Kenegad the Tomid Shal Shachar. Mincha will be Yitzchak Zavonit, but we're going to fix it Kenegad the Tomid Shal Bain Harbay. Marif, well, that's Yaakov Zavonit, well, we're going to fix that Kenegad the burning up of the fats and the limbs. Musuf, ooh, we don't have anyone for Musuf. Okay, well, we're going to instigate Musuf. Why? Because there's the idea of ka- the, the Karbonis there. Where they didn't find one of the others, so they instigated themselves based on the carbon. 
Rabbi Yoda Omer carries on the Gemara. Rabbi Yoda Omer Adab Ashoyt. You have until the fourth hour, until four hours into the day to daven Shacharit. Iboyenu. We've got a question here. Shaida. Advi Advi Chlal. When he says until four hours, does he mean inclusive of the fourth hour? Hoi Dilma Adve Lei Adve Chlal. Or does he mean not including the fourth hour? Up to the fourth hour, but not the fourth hour included. So you've only got three hours. What does he mean? Tashema says the Gemara. Well, let's try and work it out. Rabbi Yoda Omer Tlaga Mincha. When it came to Mincha. Rabbi Yehuda says you have Ad until Plaga Mincha. Now, remember, Plaga Mincha means it's a half, it's like a section. Okay, let's say, for example, we said beforehand that Plaga Mincha means ten, until ten and three quarter hours. What does that mean? It means you take nine and a half hours into the day, that's when Mincha Kitano starts. And I've got nine and a half hours until the night, and I split it into two sections. Each section is called a Plag HaMincha. It's a half of that Mincha time. Okay? Each one consisting of one and a quarter hours. You've got two and a half hours between nine and a half and night. Divide it into two and I've got two halves. One and a quarter each. That's the Plag HaMincha we're talking about. So let's try and work this out. So Shema. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, At Plag HaMincha. You've got until Plag HaMincha to Dabin Mincha. Iyomat Bishloma Adveliyat Bechlau. It's going to fit fine if you say that when he says until Plaga Mincha, it means up to the second half, that second hour and a quarter, but not including that second hour and a quarter. Up to ten and three quarter hours, but not including the last hour and a quarter. Then Hainu to Ikha being Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbonon. Then you'll have a difference between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbonon. Rabbi Yehuda says until ten and three quarter hours, the Rabbonon say until night. But if you say that when Rabbi Yudha says until Plaga Mincha, he means up to and inclusive, so it means up to that last, that last uh, section of the day, that last half, the second half, and including the, la- the second half, well then that's basically saying until nightfall. Correct? Again, you take the ni- from nine and a half hours until night. You've got two and a half hours. Divide it into two and you get two sections. We'll call them A and B. A is between nine and between nine and a half and ten and three quarter, and B is between ten and three quarter and uh, and twelve. In other words, the night. That's basically. You've got A and B. Now, when he says up to plaga mincha, we already said earlier, which the Gemara is going to discuss later, but until the second plug. so it means up to section B. That's basically what we're saying. Up to section B. Does it mean including section B, or does it not be mean including section B? If it means including section B, then what does that mean? In other words, simply put, night. Well, that's what the Rabbonum said, so there's no difference. If you say that it's inclusive of that section B, that plug, then Rabbi Yoda and Rabbonum. Rabbi Yoda comes out the same as the Rabbonum. So it must be that when he says Ad, whenever he refers to Ad, it means excluding. Up to, but not including plug, I mean, Up to the fourth hour, but not including the fourth hour. That's what we're assuming. Top of Kaptai and Omadala. Elamai. So ask Gemara. So what do you want to say? You want to say Ad Vleyat Bichlal? It means up to, but not including the fourth hour. Up to Plaga Menachem, but not including it. Well then, Emol Sefer. Let's take a look at the Sefer. What did we say at the end? We said that here it says don't say Emol Sefer because this is really a quote from a brighter. But we say the Shal Musaf in Kalayon. We said for most of you got the whole day to daven. Rabbi Yehuda, Emel Rabbi Yehuda says Ad Shemashoy until seven hours. Does that mean including the seventh hour or not including? Well, based on what we just said until now, it means 
up, up to and not including. So in other basically until midday, first six hours of the day. <coughs> well, we're going to run into a problem now because the Tanya of the Jubilant and the Brighter, how you have one of state spirits, and the person's got a front of him two spirits to dump. Acha shall Musaf, Acha shall Mencha. One is Musaf and one is Mencha. I've got a choice. Which one do I dump in first? I've got Musaf and Mencha, which one comes first? So, the Tanakhama says, Mispalos shall Mencha, the Achakach shall Musaf. Both of them, you've got the rest, of the rest of the day to daven. So, which one's going to come first? Mincha comes first and then Musaf. Why? Shezu Tadira, the Duena Tadira. Because which one is more frequent? Mincha or Musaf? Which one do you daven more frequently? Mincha. And we have a rule. Tadir Shaina Tadir, Tadir Kodim. If you've got something which is frequent, something which is not so frequent, the frequent one comes first. So, Mincha is more frequent, therefore it comes first. That's the Tanakhama. Rabbi Yehuda, I mean, Rabbi Yehuda comes along and he says, no. You have to double Musa first. Because which one do you have more time to still double? Mincha, you've got the rest of the day. Whereas Musaf, you don't have much longer to go. You've only got until the seventh hour, according to Rabbi Yehuda. You've only got until the seventh hour. So says the Gemara, wait a second. It's going to fit fine if you say that when he said up to the seventh hour, that means including the seventh hour. It makes sense, and then we can have such a scenario. Then you can have these two tefillahs together. Because remember, what's the earliest time? The earliest possible time you could have a mincha is six and a half hours. Half an hour after, after midday. And for Musaf, you've got until, and including the seventh hour. So you're going to have a half hour overlap. So the scenario can exist. But, but if you say it means up to and not including, how are you going to get the scenario where both spirits are there together? Once it comes to the time of Mincha, six and a half hours into the day, Muslims are already long gone, half an hour ago it went. Because you said up to and not including the seventh hour, which means midday. Well, Mincha doesn't start until six and a half hours. So you're not going to get a situation where I've got the choice of Mincha or Musaf. Musaf ended, Mincha doesn't start for another half hour. There's no overlap. So says the Gemara, okay, Elamai, so what do you want to say then? <coughs> sorry, Adad Bechlal? So you've proven very good, you've proven it seems to be, that it must mean up to and including. Up to and including the seventh hour, correct. And up to and including the fourth hour, correct. But still, Kasha you're back to square one though. But you've still got a problem with, with the ratio, i.e. in the case of Mincha. When Rabbi Hoda says up to Plaga Mincha, which we said means up to section B, up to that last hour and a quarter of the day, so if you say it means inclusive, as you're now, you've now proven, so it means basically up to and including that section B, so Mayakov in Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbonim. What's the difference between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbonim? They're both saying nightfall. Or Shkia. Answer the Gemara, Misovars, did you think that I plag Mincha? Did you think that when he talks about this section, this half of we were talking about the second section, section B, we weren't talking about section B. We were talking about section A, the first half. Ah, you talked about in that bright it talks about you, you, got, you, didn't, you, didn't, you, you read it wrong. The half comment, this is what it means to say. When does section A go, it's finished, 
um, the Ayo Kalaga and section B, the second plug, starts, that's Nechinofki Yudal of Shoyes Chosar Rabiyah. That is from 11 hours minus a quarter, i.e., 10 and, 10 and 3 quarter hours. Therefore, when Rabbi Yehuda says, Ab Kalaga Mincha, he meant up to and including section A. That's what he meant to say. Up to and including the first hour and a quarter. Which means you end at ten and three quarter hours. I, the Brighter, talked about Rabbi Yehudah and Plaga Mincha Acharona Omru He didn't mean to say he's talking about section B. He meant to say when is it that the second plug begins? Either the first plug, which is Abdul Abdul When does that end and the second one begins? That's at ten and three quarter hours. The Enochanami it means you've only got up to and including section A. Omar Rav Says Rav Nachman, Afanan nami tenino. So too, um, yeah. So too, we've learned we've learned in a, in a Mishnah in Idias. We're going to prove it from Mishnah in Idias as well. It means up to and including the fourth hour for Shacharis, because we learned there the following: Rabbi Yehuda ben Baba heitz chamisha devarim. Rabbi Yehuda ben Baba he testified about about the following five things. Number one, shenaman in etaktana. You can do mian. We make a ketana do mian. Very briefly, again, the situation goes like this. A young girl, before she becomes of age, the, the father has the right to marry her off to somebody. Right? And as we said, we talk about the right to the father, as an, as an Omar Ibriya, he's got the right to marry her off. What happens if there's no father? So no one can marry her off. The Chazal saw, as a result of that, there's no father to look after, people started treating these young girls as Hefta. So therefore they instituted, you know what, that a brother or the mother can marry her off. It's Midrabono. And this condition will be a condition Midrabono until she becomes of age. Once she becomes, she becomes uh, 12, 12 and a half, whatever the age may be there, she can then do, she's got the choice to say either I want the marriage and then it can become a condition writer, or she can say I want to do Neon, which means I, I'm turning down the marriage, I'm refusing and then the condition was never a condition. So now, there was a situation like this. There were two brothers who got married to two sisters. Ru'uven and Shimon got married to two sisters. Ru'uven got married to a girl who was, she was a Gedola. It was a Kedushan Zeraisa. Shimon got married to a young girl. The mother married off, it was only Kedushan Zerabon. Then Ru'uven died without any children. Meaning now there's a Mitzvah of Yibam. Mitzvah is a Mitzvah of Yibam. There's a problem here though. Shimon can't do Yibam because he's married to the sister. But only with Rabbanon. Now you've got Yibam Zeraisa against the condition of Rabbanon. Do you know what they said? They told the girl when she became of age, do Mion. We're telling you to do Mion. By doing Mion, you're going to uproot your condition. And therefore, then the wife of Robin can do the Yibam. Because look, Yibam, I'm sorry, in this case, Yibam's override. Yibam is, is Zeraisa. Sorry, your condition the Rabbanon will have to fall by the wayside. That's the first thing they said. Next thing they said was, B'Shem Esoyeshe, testified that we can marry off a woman based on the testimony of one person. Again, normally you need two witnesses to testify about something. However, in a case where there's a, a woman uh, whose husband went across seas, she doesn't know what happened to him, somebody comes back, one aide comes back and says, he's dead. I recognize, I can testify he's dead. Then they would allow us to go and get remarried based on the one age. It's a special thing Chazal says. That's number two. Number three is, 
This week's Sajjan Fat, or when I say this week, as in Parshat Mishpatim, that a chicken was stoned in Yerushalayim, al Shahara Gesanefesh, because it killed a child. Again, we learned, in fact, as I said this week's Sajjan, that if an, if an ox kills somebody, the ox is put to death, it's stoned. But in this case, it was a chicken which killed. Is it the same halakh with the chicken? So Chazal say yes, because we have a Gazeera Shabbat. From Shabbos, wherever it says Shur, it says Shur Vachamar, but we learn from Shabbos, Shur, Shur, just like our Shabbos, the Apostle talks about letting your ox rest, it's not after your ox, any animal you have to let rest, so too, when it talks about a Shur killing something, it's not after a Shur, it could be any animal. And this chicken, what actually happened was, it pecked at the, at the child, the fontanelle, so obviously it's very soft there, and it killed the child. So they stoned it, that was point number three. Point number four was, as we know with the wine libation, obviously you use wine. At what, at what stage does wine get the status of wine? In other words, for the wine libation. So we say after 40 days, once it's been left for 40 days, for men, uh, whatever it does, then it can be used on the Mizbeah. So that was point number four. Now point number five is the one we're interested in. Point number five he testified was, the Atomish Shoshach HaShekhari that the carbon summit is was offered in the fourth hour. Now, what's he testifying here? So, Rashi and Mishlei, the Medrash, which says that Shlomo Amelach, he always used to get up before, within, within the first three hours of the day. Yeah, I think we, we talked about this already, whether it's the beginning of the third hour, whether it's the end of the third hour, but he used to get up normally within the first three hours of the day, and therefore they would take the key from him, open up the base on English, and offer the carbon summit. One time, when he got married to Basparo, because basically, basically because of her, he slept in. He can't wake the king. Where was the key to the base of the was under his pillow. So they had to wait till he woke up. And by the time he woke up, and they brought the carbon solid, it was already the fourth hour. That's Be'ar Bashoi. So you see that you can bring the carbon solid when? Even in the fourth hour. That's what he was made so you see, therefore, it's like Rabbi Yehuda, Shemami no, we see from here, Ad the Ad Rabbi Yehuda can't argue with the Matthias, that's what happened. So you see, it must be when Rabbi Yehuda talks about the fourth hour, it must be up to and inclusive of the fourth hour. Shemami no, good proof. Omer Abkana says, Rabkana, Alok Rabbi Yehuda, Alok is like Rabbi Yehuda, Hoyla Tanam, the Bechirito Kabalse. Since we've learned in the Bechirito, which is the Mishnahis and Idiot, they are the, so to speak, the chosen Mishnahis, the Alok is always like, like, like those Mishnahis. And therefore, since we've got a Mishnah which supports the position of Rabbi Yehuda, Mashmah only until the fourth hour, therefore that's our lock, and that's the way we pass it. That a person has to dumb a by the fourth hour. As we said, if a person did miss it, even for it, he can still dumb beyond the fourth hour until Chatzos, according to most. Um, after the sixth hour, after Chatzos, obviously not, unless he was Beshogeg, in which case he can make Tashlumen at Mincha. Carried on the Gemara. Going into the first wide line of Chatzayin on Madal. We said in the, um, we just said in that Mishnah, in Idiot, that the Tomit Shachar was offered in the first four hours of the day. Ask the Gemara, who is the author, which Tana is the author of the following Mishnah? It says with Imon, it says in Tashas Peshalach, the Chana Shemesh Venomos. They would gather them on Baboika in the morning, Baboika, 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 and then the Chana Shemesh Venomos. The sun would heat up. And it would melt. And says the Mishnah there, Be'ar Bashoi. 
That was in the fourth hour of the day. In the fourth hour of the day, that's when it melted. So now, that means, by the way, what does that mean? So before we go on, that means that the fourth hour is no longer called the baker. It's no longer called the morning. Because it says they gathered them on in the morning. And then in the fourth hour, it began to melt, implying that the fourth hour is no longer called the morning. Just remember that. So says the Mishnah, you say means in the fourth hour, Maybe it means at midday, when the sun is beating down, that's when the sun's really hot. So says the Mishnah, no. Because when it says, by it says, by the heat of the day, that, that expression is talking about the sixth hour. When the whole day is see soon, it means the whole, it, the whole earth is hot. So which point in the day is it just certain parts, only where it's sunny, it's hot? That's the Abba Shoy. It's a little earlier on in the day, that's in the fourth hour. So ask the Gemara Mani, who is the author of that Mishnah? Lo Rabbi Yoda or the Rabbana? It doesn't fit with Rabbi Yoda or the Rabbana. Because I Rabbi Yoda, if you're going according to Rabbi Yoda, as Abba Shoy, Sami Tafro, according to Rabbi Yoda, it still calls morning in the fourth hour. The fact you can have a shakar is in the fourth hour means that the fourth hour must be called morning. And here we're saying that no, it's not. Because we're saying they gathered them on in the morning and in the fourth hour it melted. So the fourth hour is no longer the morning. And here Abonon, if it's Rabbonon, it's even worse. Because according to the Rabbonon, it's still called morning until midday. You can have a shakar until midday. Answer the Gemara, Iba If you want, you can say it's Rabbi Yoda. Iba If you want, you can say it's Rabbonon. You can fit it in with either. How? Let's try it first with the Rabbon. Because the Potter says, Baboike, Baboike. It says, doesn't say they gathered it in the morning. It says, It says twice, Baboike. To tell you, to tell you, Take your Boike, which according to the Rabbon means, six hours, and split it into two. They only gathered in the first part of the morning, i.e. the first three hours. So it fits beautifully. And then in the fourth hour, it would melt. Or you can say Rabbi Yehuda, it's Rabbi Yehuda. Because Haiboke Yisera, that extra Raboke is Lachim Lashar Acha. It's to tell you that it, they gathered only up to one hour before the end of the morning. In other words, they gathered in the morning, but don't think the whole morning until the end of the fourth hour. Baboke, the extra word Baboke tells me they only did it until an hour before that, i.e., only until the end of the third hour. And then in the fourth hour, it melted. But what we see from here is everyone definitely, one point we do see is everyone agrees. So it seems quite clear that when there's a sun, that's in the fourth hour. From where is that mashma? Where do you see the fourth hour? So Omar Rabbi Yaakov, because Omar Karab, because the prophet says, when the sun heated up, it melted. At which point in the day is it? Which hour is it? Is it where it's sunny, it's hot, and where it's shady, it's cold? It doesn't say like with Avraham Avinu, which implies it's hot everywhere. It doesn't say that. It says Shemesh, where the sun is, it was hot. Which point in the day is that? That's in the fourth hour of the day. Then we said We said that for Mariv, sorry for Mincha, you've got according to the Rabbanon until Erev, until night, Shkiyom. And according to Rabbi Yoda, until Plagamincha, until ten and three quarter hours. Omari Rabchista Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabchista said to Rabbi Yitzchak, Hosom Omar Akahano, there, just a little above, we said, Rabkahano said, Halokhuk Rabbi Yoda, the Halokhuk like Rabbi Yoda. When it came to Shacharit, 
The Alok is like Rabbi Huda, i.e., you got until the fourth hour. Hoyrit Tanam is Chirta Kaval Satan, to be learned from the Mishnahis and idiots like him. Hochomai, what's the din over here? When it comes to Mincha, do we pass him like him or not? So Ishtik, he kept quiet. Rabbi Yitzchak kept quiet. But he didn't say anything. So Omar Abchitta, so Abchitta who asked the question, he said, well, Nechti Anan, let's try and see for ourselves, let's try and work it out. Midirav Matsi shall Shabbos be Erev Shabbos. From the fact that Rav Davan, he davened Shabbos, uh, in other words, Friday night davening, he davened it on Erev Shabbos, whilst it was still day, Shemami no, we see from here, Adok Krabi Yudah, Matsi Adok Krabi Yudah, how can you daven Mari whilst it's still day? Matsi, because he holds from Plaga Mincha onwards, you can no longer daven Mincha, you can have daven Mari, like Krabi Yudah. Says Gmar, no, Adorab on the contrary. Midirav Hudah, Rabbonah, Loyabu, Matsu, Adorta. For in the fact that Rabbona and the other Rabbona, they were matzah, they was only daven at nightfall. Shemami, no, you see, ain't Adok Krabi Yudah, Adok's not, not like Krabi Yudah. I.e. Mincha goes on until nightfall, and you can only daven you can only daven Marit from that point onwards. So this is what you want. Hashtag Zalayit Melchus Alokamar. Belokamar. Now that the halacha has not been stated, not like one, not like the other. We've got no proof, Rabbi. Rab did like one, Rab did like the other. So the Omad Kamar, Omad, the Omad Kamar, Omad. The halacha is, you take your pick. You want to do like Rabbi Yoda, fine. You want to do like the Rabbonin, that's fine. But as the Rishonim point out, but pick one and stick to it. You want to do like Rabbi Yoda? Stick to Rabbi Yoda. That means you should never dump Mincha after Pelagam Mincha. Always dump before Pelagam Mincha and then you can dump Marev after. You want to do like the Rabbonon? Fine. You can then dump Mincha until, let's say, Shkia. And then, but then you can't dump Marev before, before that. I don't know, before nightfall, really. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you can remain consistent, not change day to day. Let's say, oh. So, so if, you look, if you look at the script halacha is, not even from day to day. You have to take your pick and stick to that throughout. Every single day. Now, it goes without saying, obviously on the same day, you definitely shouldn't take the Kudus Apoi. I.e. say, well, you know what, I missed Klaga Mincha, I'll go to the Rabbana, I'll dump Mincha afterwards. Now I want to dump Marib, ah, now I'm going to Rabbi Huda, that I can dump Marib from Klaga. That you definitely can't do. Now, having said all of that, there might be a lot of people do that. And that is because the minag is, the minag is, if a person can, as we said, avoid the problem, that's the best thing. But the minag has been accepted, the Rishonim, the Rosh, the Rosh, well, they all write, for various reasons, the Rosh of, I think the Rosh is, B'tfila Heikidu. They were lenient when it came to Tfila, and they allowed, because of, in times gone by, it's difficult to get people to come back to Shul, I think the Rosh says. So therefore, they were maker, and they said, you can rely on the Kudas of both. And that's why, as I said, it's, it's a common practice that a lot of people do, and in the shul, they do daven, mincha and ma'ariv after plaga mincha. But if, a, if an individual can be mucked on it, that's the, obviously that is the best thing to do. The one exception, as we said, is on Friday night. On Friday night, based on the Ramam, that um, even if you're mucked throughout the week to daven ma'ariv after night, it's accepted. Again, there are some people who go like the God, even on Friday night they daven afterwards, but I think we spoke about this in we, we spoke about this earlier on in the Masefa, that are, it can, you can also run into problems with that, it's not so partial. But, uh, again, I think the most accepted minag in this country, at least, is, is that uh, Friday night, is, uh, we, we, were, we, we rely on Rabbi Uda and we dub in early.
it's going to be nothing. It's, 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 it's Correct, correct. You should stick to one shift. Obviously, it's better. I mean, there's, there's no question about it. The Tati Dasati on one day is far worse than doing one day like one and one day like the other. But if you look at you look at the Rabbeinu Yonah, look in the Halacha as well, ideally, even from, for, uh, you know, de- on a daily basis, again, if, uh, that, that's not so terrible. I mean, I, you could look at it and say, look in the, the Mr. Guru, you'll see, it's, it's uh, ideally, the ideal is really to try and stick to one. Obviously, if there's pressing circumstances, then uh, you've got what to rely upon. Says the Gemara, Rab Ikna the Big Geneva. Rab came to the house of, uh, of Geneva. The Tzadi Shal Shabbos Erev Shabbos, and he davened Friday night. Davening, he davened it whilst it was still, in other words, whilst it was still daytime. Rabbi Yimmy Rabbi Yimmy Rabbi Rabbi Yimmy Rabbi was davening behind him. Rabbi Yimmy sorry, behind Rab. The TM Rab, and then Rab finished his filler. The Reposke Litzilose. He wouldn't walk in front of, he wouldn't in, literally interrupt the davening, he wouldn't walk in front of Rabbi Yirmiya Barabba. But the Poskid is to listen to Rabbi Yirmiya, he wouldn't interrupt the davening of Rabbi Yirmiya. Says the Gemara, Shemami not Talat. We learn from here three things. Shemami not, number one, we learn the Salah Adam Shal Shabbos Erev Shabbos, that a person can daven Friday night davening, he, he can daven it whilst it's still daytime. Number two is, the Shemami not, the Salah Talmud Acheri Rabbi. Number two is we learn that a Talmud can, Rabbi Yirmiya Barabbai was a Talmud, he could have standing behind his Rebbe. Ushmami no, also Lava can I get on his Talmudin. Number three is we learn that a person is not allowed to Dabba, it cannot pass in front of those who are Dabbani. Says the Gemara Messiah, I need a Rabbi Yeshua ben Avi that supports Rabbi Yeshua ben Avi. So Omar Rabbi Yeshua ben Avi, because Rabbi Yeshua ben Avi says, also Lava can I get on his Talmudin, it's forbidden to pass in front of those who are Dabbani. Ask the Gemara, is that really the case? But Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Yassi Cholfi, they did. Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Yassi did pass in front of people. On the Gemara, Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Yassi Chutzla Rabbi Ami to the Cholfi. They would pass in, in front of people, but outside of Dalit Ami. That means a good two meters away from them, from where, I, if I'm davening here, they'd make sure they are passing outside of the Dalit Ami. Two meters away, and then they'd pass in front. And that is just very, very briefly again, what we spoke about during the week. That is the, the basic halacha is, that a person cannot pass in front of somebody if they're davening, if it's within the Dalai Dhamma, within that two meters or so. Um, whether that means literally in front, or even to the side in front, that's a Makhlekes, Morgan Avram and Elio Rabba, Morgan Avram's Machneh, because he says, look, at the end of the day, the guy can see you, he can still see you, you're interrupting, you're disturbing him. According to the Elio Rabba, no, it means only literally directly in front of him. To the side, though, at least if you keep from going mamash in front, if you walk by the sides and you stop there, then there's a lot of the Shulchan Aras. But at the sides, again, the Ikhazin is not going to be a problem. But, for those who want to be Mahmeh, as we, we spoke about, sometimes being Mahmeh may end up being a Kudah, but to know that there's Alpine Zayar, which the Morgan Abram brings, Mr. Burrow brings, Alpine Zayar is anywhere within, within the Daladamas, even to the sides. Now, the Mishnah Bura doesn't mention it, but the, the, the other place can point out it's much more even behind as well. Is that not clear? Is it the Shekhinah or what they are The Pashtas is, yeah, 100%. Pashtas is the Zayar is taking on it because the Shekhinah is there. And therefore, the Zayar is telling you the Shekhinah is not just in front of him, as you may have thought, the Shekhinah is within the whole Daladam. Right? So the, the, the common reason is because you're, you're, you're disturbing the guy. So if you're disturbing him, then the Pashtas is, if I'm walking behind him, how am I disturbing him? We talk about various nafkaminas, the guy's got his talis over his head, 
Again, it's a certain colour. If it's absolutely, absolutely necessary, if the guy's got his talus over his head, it could be, you could then rely on the fact that the reason may be because you're disturbing him, he can't see you, so maybe here you could be a little more lenient. We spoke about the, 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 the various nakamines at the time. But that's just a, a brief, um, in a nutshell, the, the, uh, an overview of, of, of that uh, halot. Carries on the Gemara. Rabbi Yimio Hechi Avitachi. How could Rabbi Yimio do this? How could he stand behind his rabbi? So Omar Rabbi Yehuda, Omar Rabbi Shuri Rabbi Yehuda says in the name of Rab, Lo'ila Mali Farad Adam, a person should never daven. Top of Chafzayin on his eight. Lo'ila Kenegad Rabbi, not parallel to his rabbi, because it looks like you're saying, look, you know, we're equal. Mechti Kiyaro looks like Gaiva. Lo'ila Chiri Rabbi, not behind his rabbi. You shouldn't daven behind your rabbi. Rashi says, because once again, it also looks like Kiyaro looks like being Gaiva Dik. Tosa says you have another problem is because when you bow down it looks like you're bowing down to your Rebbe and the Rabbeinu Yonah said a third reason which was because if your Rebbe is davening in front of you when he finishes his tefillah if you're still davening he's going to have to wait for you. You're going to cause him pain. You can't do that. So uh, you've got these various reasons and it, again there will be certain nafkaminas if it's outside of the four amas if the Rebbe is with outside the four amas so according to the first two reasons you don't have a problem. He's outside the four armors, so it doesn't look like you are right anymore, it doesn't look like I'm bowing down to him, because he's in a different domain. But if he wants to take the, four, if he wants to take the three steps back, it's not going to be enough. You have to have four armors plus room for those three steps. That would be one nafkamina. The other nafkamina we said was, if you're davening in a, in a, in a shul, in a tzibble. So this is the way the shul's set up. If I daven behind my rabbit, does it look like you are What do you mean? This is, that's where the seats are. He's davening here, I'm davening there. It doesn't look like I'm being proud. Does it look like I'm bowing down to him? No, that's the way the seats are set up. But according to the third reason, very nice that's the way the seats are set up. I'll ask you one question. Are you going to cause him pain? If he finishes before you, is he going to have to wait for you? Yes. So according to that, and based on that, the Mishra Burra says, even though the strict halacha may be that one could be lenient, it says a person should try to be machmir, loved after a rebbe, it could be a father as well, says the Mishra Burra, ideally not to dive behind one's father, you can avoid it. When you set up the seat, try and avoid it. One point, what's even worse, by the way, is, it's not talking about the Gemara, but it's talking about the Halacha, that is to daven in front of the rabbi. But by, by the time we're finished, you're not going to be able to daven anyway, and, and any, in the vicinity of the rabbi is going to be finished. But, but um, in, in France, it's even worse, then you've got your back to your rabbi. That, that's Mama Shachutzpah. And that, um, as we're going to see, even a Talmud Chobah can't do, but again, it means only within the Daladam. Only with it, with it, within the way we pass it, not like the basis, but it's only within the Daladamas, I think, if I remember correctly. So, our Kofanim, we're asking, how could Rabbi Yemiel do this? He was his, he was a Talmud, he's doubling behind Rab, what's he doing? Says the Gemara, so to the Tanya, we so to be learned in a brighter, Rabbi Yezza, Omer, Hamishpada, Acheri Rabbi, anyone who doubles behind his Rabbi. Vanathin Shalom the Rabbi, Vanathin Shalom the Rabbi. Anyone who greets his Rabbi, he initiates greetings, or he returns greetings. Now, again, what's the Chutzpah in this? Rashi says that we're talking about. The Ramam learns, he greets his rabbi or returns greetings as he'd greet anyone else. You know, how are you doing? You have to greet them, it says the Ramam, you should bow, you should have covered for them. You say, Shonam Arecha Rebbe, Shonam Arecha Rebbe Yomot, depending on your returning greetings. That's what Rashi and the Ramam learn. The Rabbeinu Yonah learn, that's not what we're talking about here, is he takes out Zamaqsa Shonam Arecha he says the main point is that you initiate greetings. He says you're not allowed to initiate greetings to your rabbi. This is brought La'arach, the Ramal brings it, but the Akhredim say, that means, not if, if your Rebbe passes by you, it's a chutzpah to not greet him. 
It means if beforehand you can avoid it, you can hide so you won't have to meet them, then according to the Rabbeinu Yonah, that's what you should do. I wouldn't say according to the Rabbeinu Yonah, but according to that line of thinking. Those are the, the two Pshatim in the Gemara here, the basic two Pshatim. So to somebody who argues with the position of his Rebbe, he challenges his Rebbe, again that's discussed more in Sanhedrin, somebody who says over according to the Rosh, this means, he says over in his Rebbe's name something which he didn't hear from his Rebbe. He wants to give it more credence. He's saying of his own back. He thinks, no one's going to trust me, no one's going to listen to me, so I'll add, you know, I heard this from, from Rabbi Yashif. Ah, oh, Rabbi Yashif, Rabbi Yashif never said anything of the sort. It's a terrible thing we're going to say. That's where the Rosh learns. Whereas the way other, the, the way the Ramam learns it is, I'd say quite opposite, which is, that something which you hear from somebody else other than your Rebbe, if you don't say it over in his name, that's the problem. Because in times gone by, people would assume, if I say something without attaching a name to it, you can, you can rest assured it probably came from my Rebbe. If I heard this from somebody else, and I don't say over, I just say it anonymously, that assume it came from my Rebbe. So it's not fair on him. You have to say over in the name of the person. Implying, if you say over something from your Rebbe, they say, it's a Kesha Mishnah, if you say it over from your Rebbe, you don't have to say it, that it's your Rebbe, because that's obvious. But says the Shah, now these things have changed. And that's the bottom line. Nowadays, if I say over something, you wouldn't assume I heard it from, from my Rebbe. You'd assume I probably found it in some safe. So nowadays, this whole, uh, this whole halacha doesn't really apply. And the, the bottom line is that nowadays, you basically have to say over who you heard it from. And if you don't, as we said, it's a terrible thing, especially if I take the credit to myself. Anyone who does any of these things we've mentioned here, go live the Shechina Shetetani Yisrael, causes the Shechina to, um, to depart from Yisrael. And one of them was, as we said, standing behind the rebel. So how could Rabbi Yemiyah Barabba do this? Answer the Gemara, Shani Rabbi Yemiyah Barabba. Rabbi Yemiyah Barabba was different. The Talmud Chobehabba. Because he was a Talmud, but on the other hand, he was, a, he was a, like a Chobah. He was like an equal. He was a Talmud, but on the other hand, he was a contemporary. He was a bit like a Chabrosa. He was like an in-between. And therefore, he's allowed to stand behind the rebel. Behind the Gemara, Rabbi Yemiyah Barabba. That's how do we know he was a Talmud Chobah? Because Rabbi Yemiyah Barabba said, Rabbi said to Rab after this, he doesn't, uh, Mimcha on Erev Shabbos, he said, look, it's still daytime. Mi Have you stopped doing Malacha? Have you separated yourself from doing Malacha on Erev Shabbos? So Amalei said, Rab said to him, in, yes, but dilma I have. Veloi Omar, mi ma. And when he asked him the question, Rabbi Yemiyah Barabba didn't say, like, you'd ask your Rabbi, you'd say, mi ma. Has the Rebbe, have you, has the Rebbe stopped doing work? He just said, mi well, sorry, the last one was, me bother, have you stopped doing work? That's not the way you speak to your Rebbe. So it must be, the fact that he spoke to him like that, it must be with the Talmud Chobah. <coughs> he was a contemporary as well. Ask the Gemara, who me bother? Now, I said, did he really have to stop work? The Yom Rabbi Yom, but surely Rabbi Yom says, Tamachas is Talmud Rebbe Shabbos, Erev Shabbos. One time, Rebbe, he davened, Friday night davening, he davened it early, before nightfall. Then he went into the bathhouse, the Yosem, and then he came out, the Shonalon Perkin, and he gave out the Shir. The Adayinah Choshchen hadn't yet got dark. So you see, even though he'd done Maris, but since it was still daytime, he went and had a bath. So Omar Rova answers Rova, and there he went in just to sweat. He used it as a sauna. So Kodem Gazeera it was before they, they decreed that that's also on Shabbos. At one time, it used to be there was much to do that. 
as we spoke about, we explained uh, during the week what the Gazera was. The Alkaponim, they, um, it was before that Gazera, and therefore, of course, you wouldn't do any Malacha. You got no proof that you would do Malacha after Dominic. After Gemara Ini, is that really the case? Even though he's already davened, he allows him to smoke baskets with salsa, which is obviously is a malacha, he allows him to do that. Answer the Gemara, That was only because he made a mistake. When he davened Marev, that was because he thought it was already much later. The sun had disappeared, so he thought it was already nightfall, and then it turned out the sun reappeared, it was clearly still daytime. So he said, I wouldn't have accepted Shabbos. So because of that, he said, you can go and do malacha. Ask the Gemara, wait a second, but told some odds, if a person accepts Shabbos for told. But after flag I'm in the but he, he, he wouldn't have accepted it if he realised there was still time to go. Do you say mihod, or do you say he can, he can retract and say, I, I'm not really accepting Shabbos, it was a mistake? But Omar Avizam, Shuri Avizam says, Tamachas one time, this culture is reminder of him, the heavens clouded over with lots of clouds, literally they tied up with clouds, the people thought to say, this is going into Motsoy Shabbos, they thought, Chashicho, it's already got, it's nightfall. They went into the shul, they started with Motsoy Shabbos for Shabbos. And they dubbed Mariv of Motsoy Shabbos, they dubbed it whilst they were still Shabbos, because they didn't realize it was Shabbos. Then it's Padre Elvim, after they finished Mariv, they went outside and the clouds dispersed. The Zorcha, Chaman, the sun shone. Uvogu Shahada was Rebbe, and they came and they asked Rebbe the Shaida. Do we have to daven again? But Amani said, oh, it's palavu, it's palavu. Since you've already davened, it's fine. You davened, it's fine. So if, if you can see, so obviously they couldn't do Malachah. That's possible. You can't do Malachah because Shabbat hasn't yet gone out. But if Rebbe said to them, you don't have to daven again, then surely, Kolshikin on Erev Shabbat, if a person's davened, he comes and says, yeah, but it was a mistake. Well, we'll say, well, of course, you've davened. You don't have to daven again, and you've accepted Shabbat. Yeah, true, I'm mean, sorry, Shabbos, we're going to say to you, you can't, you can't start doing Malachah. I mean, we're not going to start doing Malachah Zerayta. But, uh, other than that, we don't seem to take into account the fact that it was a mistake. You don't find a mistake? Okay, it's a good filler. So, Koshkin, if you accept Shabbos as a mistake, would say, well, it's a good acceptance. Yeah? That's the way Rashi, I would just stick with Rashi. So, it's a little more, more difficult. That was Rashi's Shabbos. So, that's not what Rebbe meant to say. It's not Peshat. If you made a mistake, well, we, we, we don't take into account the fact that it was a mistake. If it's a Tibur, if it's a con- congregation that made a mistake, they've daven, we're not going to be matriarch them, we're not going to bother them that the whole Tibur has to daven again. It was a special dispensation for the Tibur. If it was a Yochid, you know what? If a Yochid went along, and he went along to Rebbe, and he would have said to him, look, I daven, I already daven, Mara thinking it was night, Rebbe would say, you have to daven again. And if it was Erev Shabbos, he goes along and says, I accept the Shabbos by mistake. Rebbe will say, oh, fine, it's nothing. You can go do Malachim. And acceptance by mistake is not considered, is not considered a, a Kabbalah. It was just in this case, because they have already davened, so he says, look, for this case, in this specific case, it's a Sibur, I'm not going to be Matriach to you to have to, to daven again. Carries on the Gemara. Omar Abichir Abar Alvin, says Abichir Abar Alvin, Rab Solish Shabbos Erev Shabbos, Rab Daven, Friday night davening, he davened it whilst it was still um, daytime. Rabbi Yeshia, Matsi, Shemitsoi Shabbos for Shabbos. Rabbi Yeshia, he davened Meitsoi Shabbos, Mariva, Meitsoi Shabbos, he davened it whilst it was still daytime on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, Rab Solich, Shabbos, Erev Shabbos. When you say that Rab davened Friday night davening whilst it was still daytime on Erev Shabbos, Omer Kedush Alakos, Omer Kedush Alakos. Would he then go home and make Kiddush 
on the cup of wine or not, whilst it was still daytime. She says, Gemara Toshima, come and listen. So Omar Abnachman Omar Shmuel, because Abnachman says in the name of Shmuel, Nisparo Odom Shal Shabbat, where if Shabbat's a person can daven, Friday night davening, he can daven it whilst it's still daytime on Erev Shabbat. The Omer Kiddush Alakos, and he can also say Kiddush before it gets to nightfall. Like we do. The Ilkos Takabote and that's Takada Halacha. Rabbi Yeshua Masri Shal Meitzai Shabbat for Shabbat. Then we said that Rabbi Yeshua, he used to daven Malib on Meitzai Shabbat, he would daven it on Shabbat. And that was before nightfall. Omer Abdallah Alakos, Omer Abdallah Alakos. Would he be able to make Abdallah even though it's not yet nightfall? So Toshima Kamanisan, Domar Aviodom Ashmuel, Mesara Odom Shah Mitsai Shabbat Bishabas, as we said, a person can daven Mitsoi Shabbat, Marival Mitsoi Shabbat, he can daven it on Shabbat, but Omer Abdallah Alakos, and he can also say Abdallah. Obviously, he can't yet do Malacha, but he can say Abdallah. As Sosa says, we don't rely upon this. Only in a special, special case, generally speaking, we don't do this sort of thing. The Rashadim say we don't do this sort of thing. We don't daven Marival Mitsoi Shabbat until Mitsoi Shabbat. In case of special need, that, 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 that's what we're talking about here. Um, I mean, you'll notice, I mean, the interesting thing is the Gemara never said the Hilchah Kabbalah here in this case. It did say above, it didn't say here, just no, it didn't say the Hilchah Kabbalah here. So, okay. Well, I suppose the whole Mahalah would have done, but yeah, but, but the Mahalah we're talking about the Shemanah is the main thing. On Shabbos? I've seen, I've seen it on, on Mitzvah Yom Kippur, Mitzvah Yom Kippur people do it. In, in Eretzor, so that they can break the fast straight away. In Eretzor, I've seen it. I haven't seen it here. But uh, in Eretzor, I, I think, I'm sure there are, there are places here which I've, I've heard of as well, in fact. Omar Rabbi Zeyra, says Rabbi Zeyra. Omar Rabbi Asi, Omar Rabbi Loz, Omar Rabbi Khanino, Omar Raz. The Tzad Omar Zeyh, Father Rabbi Shmob, Rabbi Yossi, at the side of this pillar. Rabbi Shmob, Rabbi Yossi, he daven, Shal Shabbos, Erev Shabbos, he daven Friday night davening, whilst it was still daytime on Erev Shabbos. He also ordered, when Ura came along, Oma, he said, you've got a few pieces, pieces of, of information incorrect. Number one, the Sad Samara Havel, but it was Sad Omar Havel. It wasn't by the side of a pillar, it was by the side of a palm tree. That's point number one. But it Rabbi Shema, but Rabbi Yesi Havel, it wasn't Rabbi Shema, but Rabbi Yesi who davened. And Rabbi Elazar, but Rabbi Yesi Havel, it's Rabbi Elazar, but Rabbi Yesi. That's point number two. And point number three is, but it was Shabbos, but Shabbos Havel, it wasn't Friday night davening, they davened early. And also, Mitzvah Shabbos for Shabbos Havel. Rather, it was Mitzvah Shabbos he davened whilst it was still Shabbos. I think it makes sense to leave it there because we're halfway through the story, which we'll, as it's Hashem, we'll finish off tomorrow and we'll do the Chazorah of the whole story next week. Going to the next week about Tzilat Arvitz, Rishos, Al-Khaidah. Have a very good uh, Vok and a good Chaydash.